the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. The program is dedicated to protecting preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's, of course, another difficult and trying week as we, uh, on the national scene of things. And, uh, of course, we talk about that on our show, as we uh, as we did last week, and this is every week, uh, not only local issues, but also issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. We know that you're paying close attention to the situation in the Middle East, uh, the um, terrorist attacks by Hamas on Israel, the hostages that are still uh, being held, um, uh, the you know, potential for further violence and conflict. And, um, you know, these are obviously disturbing times. And we're, you know, it's great to be here with you to, to share a little bit about it with us um, from, from our perspective. And that's a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country. And, uh, and supports those of our, our allies, especially uh, Israel. Right now, we're pleased to be joined by a regular listener and a regular contributor, our friend Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video. And you know, we've got a lot to talk about, Vito. But first of all, I know that you're you've been very concerned about the uh, attacks on Israel by Hamas and uh, just you know the the instability there, the violence there, the terrorist um, violence. Uh, can, would you like to share a thought from your perspective? Yes, hi, Roger. Thanks for having us on today. Uh, yeah, it's been on, you know, radio and TV, like, around the clock for us, you know, because we just, we've got so many friends that are uh, Jewish friends over the years. I, I grew up with uh, employers that were all Jewish back in the, in the day in Philadelphia, for instance, and they taught me things that I have never forgotten and still use some of the things that they taught me today you know and it's just a horrible thing and i thank you for all the coverage that you're giving uh, to this israeli debacle that's going on over there it just you know it's you know it, it's a, it is definitely a fight between good and evil and there's no way to separate that and uh, the lord god will will always prevail because he is the truth and the way and the light and then the life and it will it will prevail but again thank you for all the coverage and yes we're constantly in embedded with with TV and radio especially uh, keeping our ears and eyes open for everything that's happening but uh it, it, it's definitely going to be a trying time but and uh, we appreciate the, all, all the news and that are keeping us up to date here when we uh we're sitting in the office listening to the radio around the clock and uh, yeah and we're going to continue to to of course keep a close eye on it and talk about it as well and um and of course, yeah, all the all of our national and local talk show hosts right here on 
AM 950 and FM 94.9 The Answer. And, of course, the, the, the National Salem Media Group hosts have been incredibly solid. It uh, just makes you feel good to be a part of an organization that's as solid um, and resolute in their support of Israel and also in their calling out, as you said, this battle between uh, right and wrong, good and evil. I'll, just one more thing I'll say before we you know, talk about, you know, get some insights and advice for you about preserving our precious memories. One development that, from my perspective at least, is a newer development, and it does not surprise me um, because I've seen this this kind of um, drift in, in various other facets of, of life in America uh, from, from the hard left and from the woke culture. But I've never seen this much overt support for the, uh, you know, the, the Arab terrorists. Uh, Hamas, in this case specifically, than I've seen now. We've got people that are actually um, coming out uh, in in large numbers, relatively large numbers, um, across the society, especially on campus, college campuses, of course, and they are proclaiming uh, proudly and loudly that they support Hamas. Uh, what what do you make of that? Well, it doesn't make any sense to us. I mean, we don't we can't believe that someone would actually, you know, cry out like "Death to Israel, Death to the USA." living here, many of those, especially the college students, are here on visas and not abiding by the law of the land here in the USA. It just it just blows my mind, uh, to use an old term. But yeah, we we just don't understand how they could they could be supporting uh, killing of innocent people, and it it makes it makes no sense to us whatsoever. But yeah, to your point, uh, uh, these people could be marching in the street and be. Uh, one reporter said, "These are your neighbors, your 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 friends that are coming out. Did you never even knew that this is what they were supporting? These are the people that they're supporting. They could be your doctor, your dentist, your pharmacist. You know, the guy that works at Publix. You know, it doesn't make any bit of sense that uh, that these things are coming out. But the colleges are making a firm point to to let everybody know who these people are, and so employers don't don't employ these people uh, later on when they're out there looking for a job." And I'd see it as just a, a kind of a natural progression um, as left-wingism, for lack of a better word, um, wokeism, uh, you know, communist influences, Marxist, Marxist influences uh, continue to uh, infiltrate our culture because, you know, first of all, the Marxism, communism, totalitarianism could care less about good versus evil um, or right versus wrong. Uh, and secondly, um you know, from their, that perspective, there is no bipartisanship or, you know, uh, you know the uh, res- respectful disagreement on issues or whatever. There is, uh, that's a, you know, it's inherent in totalitarianism that, no, you, you don't have a, like a, a bipartisan type of a debate, a free speech-oriented debate. It, it's one way or the other, and the, uh, it's our way or, 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 or nothing, and our way um, will exterminate you, literally, as we saw in Nazi Germany, as we saw in the Soviet Union, saw in the Soviet Union, Mao Zedong, China. Um, that's the way they do business, basically. So I think we've kind of got, um, you know, you know, 
significant number of people now that have that that worldview, not a free speech oriented. Let's uh, respectfully disagree. Let's peacefully disagree and, and resolve our differences. No, it's all it's it's we're right. You're wrong. Uh, we're good. You're evil. We're going to exterminate you um, because you disagree with us. And um, anyway, I, I see it as a as an example of of of, of that drift, um, you know, in, in our culture. But anyway, um, it, that that's been disturbing. But as you said, it's it's also been um, been um, positive to see that 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 um, you know that that overt support, that overt loud and proud cheering for Hamas is, is being pushed back against, even yes, by some um, you know non-conservative elements of our, of our of our society. They've had they've had enough. You know, it's hard to deal with a person who wants to kill you. <laughs> how do you how do you uh... How do you say? Well, let's let's make a deal here, right? Right. right. Who, who wants to kill you just because you exist? Yeah, that, exactly. That's... Just for, and they can't even name anything that say, for instance, a Jewish person has ever done against them personally at all. <laughs> you ask, they, they don't know. They, what did they ever do? I, my my memories were like I had said in the beginning of the conversation. I had all these employers, and these guys were the greatest in the world. But they they taught you. You know, right from wrong and how to handle money and situations like that and how to deal with people. Smile on your face. Make sure the cash register was exactly correct. Give the guy the change back and count every penny. You know, this is one of the things I remember. And you still use it today when a client comes in and, and pays his bill, for instance. You know, it's all the good stuff that we learned. and It's just ridiculous. And, and as, as I'm learning more about this conflict as we go along, we had a great program last uh, week, as you, um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that you heard because you you listen every week. Uh, we had a Middle East expert joining me along with Derek Hicks, uh, president of Thompson Jewelers, and she shared a, a lot about the history of this conflict and a lot of the uh, behind the scenes, if you will, and the fundamental history of of, of you know why these the situation exists and and the agenda of Hamas and um, you know the radical terrorists, Arab terrorists. Um, but anyway, so but one thing that I have learned before we move on. Um, and get advice from you on, on preserving our precious memories is that sadly um, in in this area uh, the the children and and you know, the society that's under the influence of Hamas uh, indoctrinate the children starting even at the kindergarten level or even the pre kindergarten level uh, indoctrinate them with this kind of hatred and um, and that's something that's you know obviously incredibly difficult to overcome. It absolutely is. They're starting, you know, they're four or five years old. We've, as we've heard from people that were uh, in that area and had changed to Christianity, they're the ones that are coming out right now and telling the truth about what's really happening over there. So, yeah, that's that, that's really sad. It's hard to change these kids' mind, but the good Lord is stronger than all of that. You know, the Bible teaches the truth, and uh, and and that's where we stand right now. It's a, you know absolutely a trying time. It's a, it's a certainly a an important time to be alive. I mean these these are major major world events um, yeah, and major historically uh, you know important events as well. And um, we'll, 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 Vito, if you can stay with us, you know um, we're up close to our first break right now. But hopefully you can stay with us and we can get into having you share with us on on a more uplifting note and tone, positive tone. Um, so, some ways we can. Uh, you know, preserve our precious memories and get prepared, start uh, getting prepared for some wonderful Christmas gifts as well. Absolutely. We're here. Well, great. Well, if you, um, 
Friends, we're going to take a break in just a, a moment. And when we come back from that break, we'll continue to speak with Vito Fira, founder of Network Sound and Video. Before we go to break, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. And of course, as you've already come to know, Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair is where you can solve all your lawn and gardening needs at one location. Apopka Moore also, I also want to let you know now, seasonally speaking, uh, we are still in hurricane season, very much so, and Apopka Moore has everything you'll need for hurricane preparation and for after storm cleanup. So I encourage you to get up to see Mike and all the great guys at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. And you can find out more about them at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. It's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. And of course, I want to give you a reminder about our friends Demetrius and Odysseus over at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, it's where I've been taking my car. I've been taking it there for over 21 years. You can find them at 1908 South Arnsbosom Trail, Apopkin. Please tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. So we'll be right back with Edo Fira of Network Sound and Video. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today during these trying times. Of course, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending our America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. Right now, we're speaking with Vito Fira, founder of Network Sound and Video. And we're talking about, primarily in our first segment, talking about the situation in the Middle East, uh, the terrorist attacks on the Israelis, how how, what they're going to do to to respond, and um, just... uh, Generally speaking, about just the tragedy uh, that this whole event is, and um, you know um, what we what we go from here, as well as some of the history behind it, as well. Right now, though, we want to talk on tangible terms about some tips that Vito has that we can use to preserve our precious memories. And first of all, you know, Vito, I know that uh, a lot of people are engaged in. As we go from seasons, we uh, go from summer into fall, and then Christmas is not too far away. Um, a lot of people are, you know, house cleaning, downsizing, and as a part of that, I'm even doing a lot of that myself. And as a part of that, we find boxes of precious memories we might not have even known existed, or we know they're there and they're taking up a lot of room and more room that we really have uh, to, to save them. And even I know for a lot of people, it's a dilemma of even maybe even getting away, getting rid of some of these things. Um, but you don't have to do that. And uh, you've got some great ideas and uh, uh, some great things that you can do at Network Sound and Video to, to preserve all of this. Can you share that with us? I sure can, Roger. I'll tell you right about now, more people have the cleanest houses, <laughs> attics, garages, and sheds that I have ever seen. I guess it's just a good time to get in. I guess they're figuring on Thanksgiving is coming. They're going to be having coming people coming in, guests. Wait a minute. We've got a room that's full of junk. We've got to open that up because Uncle, Uncle George and Aunt Harriet are coming. You know, 
and they're bringing in crates and crates of all of their old videotapes. Now, I can usually tell where they were stored. If they were stored inside the house, somewhere under a bed or in a closet or something like that, they're usually in pretty good shape. But if they were stored in an attic or an old shed or a garage, they come in complete with bugs, and they'll have, like, little spider things in there and everything. When we say we have to clean the tapes for them, we're not just talking about digital cleaning. We're talking about, like, vacuuming these things out, getting out the road dust and wear and tear that had been just building on them over the years. So, But it's a really good time to do that, and I just tell them, bring all of them in. You can't believe when... When they bring these boxes and crates of tapes in, they're not even sure what's in there. We're finding audio tapes, records. We find videotapes, even some reels of film that had been thrown in these boxes that Grandpa may have thrown in there. And then you'll see different stickers, like, you know, the moving trucks had these little stickers that they put numbers on them. You'll see several different numbers. Oh, you went from Delaware, and then you moved to North Carolina, and now here's the one in Orlando, Florida. It's funny. So we see these stickers. They were moved from place to place, and they never, ever thought about transferring them until now and of course now the tapes are 30 and 40 years old so that's what's happening they're downsizing they're cleaning they're moving stuff around i just said bring it in we'll go through it and they're surprised that we can you mean you can do this this is an answering machine tape yep we'll transfer that over to something digital for you a cd a dvd if it's a, a videotape and, we'll, and we'll, we'll get them all together and one lady just left a little while ago before a show and she said boy i'm finally getting this off on my bucket list and she's been meaning to do it for years and now they're planning on showing all the videos and, and all the footage that we had converted for them into into DVD and flash drive for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. And one lady says, I, this is supposed to be like a, a Christmas present. She says, I couldn't hold out. I had to tell everybody. <laughs> she was so excited because she did it, you know, that uh, she had to tell people that, that she's got these converted. So they're all, all, we'll be all joining for holiday events, and it'll be just great. No, that's great. And the thing I'd like to point out is there are two very uh, big elements to this, the, the work that you do um, in regards to the, the boxes and the crates of precious memories on all various kinds of media is one, like you said, the repair. Uh, it's amazing what you can do because you've done some of it for me. Um, items that we thought were, were done, shot, you know, ruined, you, you can restore. and And that's huge. But then also... As part of that process, as you mentioned, you convert them to CD and to digital. So, and that saw, literally solves the problem of all the space that these things uh, take up. You know, uh, cl- stuffed in closets, stuffed in uh, em- you know what should could could be a bedroom or a functioning room. You know, stuffed under beds and uh, uh, all those things. Uh, you you don't need that anymore because you can reduce it literally to about one percent of the of the volume that 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 it originally was w- w- by putting it on CD and digital. You're exactly right, and it's so funny because they'll pull out in front of our parking lot and they'll. They'll come in and say, oh, this is the place. They pop open their trunk, right? We have to go out to the car <laughs> to help them to bring in all the crates because they have too many. You got your, you got your hand, heavy. Your hand truck we, there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You go out with the hand <laughs> truck. And then a, a lady said to me today when she picked up her stuff, I showed her the flash drive, which is a little thumb drive, which is about two and a half inches long. I can't believe everything's on there. I said yes. And, again, I had to help her to the car because of the crates of the big stuff. And they're almost make me swear on a Bible that everything's on there, you know. So it's the funniest thing. But, yeah, what a great to, way to restore these things. They can share them. They can put them on Facebook, Instagram. You can attach things, the files did, to email, uh, G 
Gmail accounts, and it just makes it so great. And like they said, they got this off the bucket list, and now they're able to, to copy and share with all the people that they never had. The kids are 30 and 40 years old in some cases. Because you'll see, like, Jeremy's running around, and it says that this thing is uh, 1992, so that's 31 years ago, and he was six at the time. So do the math, you know. <laughs> Jeremy's like 37, you know. And, uh, and we bring them back to life, but yeah. It really is a great way to restore them, preserve them. You're able to transfer. You're able to carry them. You know, you can put it in your pocket or your purse and travel with it, and you've got the whole family in your pocket. And, of course, as we talk about a lot, that's relevant if you have to evacuate your home and you know, and, or if your home gets flooded by uh, these hurricanes and, 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 and storms that we seem to have almost every year now. Um, just uh, just a, 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 a really it's a, a monumental shift in being able to preserve these things and to uh, store them uh, very, very, very conveniently. Um, right. Now, I, I would like to mention, too, like a lot of the outdated equipment that these things were preserved on, you know, out old camcorders, you know, things like that, old uh, maybe movie, uh, you know, film, uh, you know, projectors or whatever. You, I, I suspect a lot of people, when they're going through their cleaning out the garage or they're cleaning out their house, uh, are inclined to throw some of that away. But um, that might not necessarily be necessary. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it's a good point, Roger. Because what they've done, either they've brought everything in for us to transfer, and now they have it in the new format, and they say, "Well, what what can I do with this old camcorder? Is it a whole high eight, or it's a mini DV, or something to that effect?" Don't just chuck it away because sometimes it has some value. Or if they just wanted to recycle it, bring it in and we'll take it. We can recycle it, clean it, see if it has any value for them at all. If they haven't done anything in transfers yet with us, if there is a machine that looks like it has some kind of value and we could possibly use it here in the shop, uh, we can always do a little trade-in kind of a thing for it. So don't just chuck it away. Even if the cable's lost, they can't find the adapters or the batteries for the camcorders or whatever. If they think that they work, bring them in. We'll tell them if it's got any value to it, and we'll work it out as we just said. But yeah, please do. Don't just don't just pitch it anyhow, because you know where's it going to go? Regular trash or recycle? Bring it into us. We'll take a look at it. That's a good point. And as as we uh, wrap things up, you know, I don't. I'm sure I don't need to to remind our listeners that Christmas is not too far away now. I mean, Halloween's only uh, um, you know just almost you know. Days days away, you know, yeah. later this month, and then uh, of course Thanksgiving's right behind that, and Christmas is right behind that, and you know, as 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 we've all come to know, Network Sound and Video is a wonderful place to get perfect, unique gifts that we can share with our loved ones at Christmas, uh, where we can share these memories that they, might, in many cases, they might not even know even exist, um, but uh, but but it takes a while to, to get all that done. So now will be a good time. To friends to start contacting Network Sound and Video if you want to make one of these wonderful kind of gifts to someone on your Christmas list and one of your you know uh, you know important people in your life. Well, you probably heard flowers and candy are nice, which they are, but there's nothing that compares to watching a video of your family when the kids were little, opening up Christmas presents, uh, whether they did pool parties, whether they were at Disney. And usually anything that they bring is going to be almost a historical event, an archive for their families. So it's a great thing. It's a great way that for them to sit around and just enjoy these things. And, yes, it's only two months away from Christmas. And as jammed as we get in here, sometimes it could take, you know, three to four weeks to get their project done. So please get them in as soon as possible. 
uh, you know, bring in as many as you've got. Even if we get a portion done, we can still get the whole lots done right now. But, you know, when it gets closer, we'll be able to at least get a portion. But that's good advice, Roger. Get these things in as soon as possible so we're going to make their holiday uh, events very, 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 very fun, very, very fruitful. Vito, it's been great to catch up with you again. Thank you for sharing, once again, great information about how we can preserve our precious memories. And also thanks for your insights about the the, uh, situation taking place in Israel right now. Thank you for bringing that up, Roger. Yes, I'd just always like to end with God bless you, God bless the United States of America and Israel and everything that does take place over there, and make it a blessed day. Thank you, Vito, for our network sound and video. Well, friends, we're going to go to another break. When we come back, we're going to speak to another gentleman who's doing great work serving our community um, in his business. We're going to speak with Sean Flanagan, owner of Seabreeze Pools, They're a brand-new sponsor on AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. And Sean has great great information about the work that they do at Seabreeze Pools, about the services they provide for homeowners and owners of uh, who have pools and all the various things that they can do uh, very efficiently and and, um, economically. Um, But also there's a great story of... of, um, behind Seabreeze Pools. It's a successful, a small family-owned business um, that's really um, you know, grown and, and, and become a leader right here in Central Florida in the pool service business. And we look forward to hearing Sean Flanagan share more about Seabreeze Pools with us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Before we go to that break, I want to give a shout-out to our friends at Florida Door Solutions. They support our program and all the programs you hear right here on AM 950 and FM 94.9 to answer and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. Thanks. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Thank you for the opportunity to join you. Of course, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Pleased to be joined right now by one of our brand new sponsors on AM 950 and FM 94.9 The Answer. Mr. Sean Flanagan, and he's the owner of Seabreeze Pools. They're an outstanding company that serves the residents of Orange Lake and um, Seminole counties with great service, homeowners, uh, residential uh, pool owners. And we're going to go to Sean Flanagan in just a moment. Before we do, of course, I want to tell you about some other great people and another great small business, and that's our friends over at Miller's Sod Sales. Of course, the great people at Miller Sod Sales are excited about their fresh quality sod, their dependable quality work, and the service that they deliver to their customers. They have only the best and well-maintained equipment in the business. Let this fall, let Miller Sod Sales green up your life. They're family-owned and operated since 1995. And you can find out more about Miller Sod Sales at John Miller Trucking and Sod Sales.com. That's John Miller Trucking and Sod Sales.com. Now let's go back to 
Let's go to our guest right now, Sean Flanagan, owner of Seabreeze Pools. And Sean, it's great to see you again. Thank you for coming over. Thank you for having me, Roger. You know, when we've spoken before, both on and off the air, it's, I just think that um, you have an interesting story to tell about how you you got started as, as a business owner yourself, how you founded Seabreeze Pools. You know, I personally find it interesting in what I do to to, to, to ask. Uh, I, I have great respect for small business owners and small business people, and I it's, I always like to ask them how they got started in their business, and there's usually always a very unique story. Uh, for instance, our friends over at Florida Door Solutions, they started uh, uh, their business in their, in their own home, and it was in their home and garage for about two years um, until they were, you know, uh, you know, politely asked to leave by, by code enforcement uh, with the city of Apopka, but as they've told the story on our show. But, um, but can you talk a little bit about uh, just what led you to, to, first of all, you know, Start your own business. You know, to want to be a small, to be a businessman, a business owner, and then also, how did you choose um, the, the the pool service uh, business? Sure, actually, I would say probably started when I was younger. Both my grandfathers were World War II veterans. Um, one of them was a uh, home builder in Massachusetts, and the other one was a uh, painting contractor. So I always, as a child, I guess looked up to them. And, um, you know, being a small business owner and saw some of the values and things that they stood for. And someday I thought I would like to be able to do that. Um, as far as my trail, I actually started in the construction. Um, I was building homes. And then that market crashed back in around 2006 or so. Um, I was really looking at some other options or some things to do. Um, I started working for a company for a short period of time. And then... Um, I was praying for some other answers of what to do and some directions. And uh, at that time, my wife and I um, came to agreement, and we started Seabreeze Pools back in, I believe it was April 2007. It was April 2007, 2008. No, that's great. And and can you just talk also and talk about some of the the values, the core principles of Seabreeze Pools? I know that you're a business that's uh, founded on the, the highest standards of, of ethics and, and service to your customers and, and quality, quality work? Well, I'd like to say I answer to a boss, and that's our CEO above. Um, so I, I take pride in, you know, um, being honest and sincere about what we're doing, um, explaining those, you know, to a customer, you know, what we do and why why we do and what we recommend and why we would recommend that. And we do the same thing to our employees as well. So, um, I think it's important when somebody's making a decision, you know, big or small, that they at least have some sort of general understanding of what they're, what they're doing and why they're doing it. So, I mean, that is a big value in what we ingrain in what we do and with our customers as well. And as, and as we've talked about before as well, um, a big part of your concept, your mission, uh, is to be a good employer. Um, you know, with, with the, the the men that the, that you hired, your employees. Can you just just talk about that? I mean, it, it, tell us a little bit about who comes to you as your employees and you know, sure. the relationship that you have, have with them. Absolutely, we had I've had great relationship with employees, and there's some employees that have moved on to maybe some other career choices that I still talk to uh, this day. Um, but one of the things that um, I always said was, if I ever had an opportunity, I've had some great employers, some exceptional employers to work for, and I've had some not so great ones. And I always said to myself, if I ever had a chance or the opportunity where I was the one that was making some of the decisions, that things would be different. Um, you know, treating others the way you want to be treated, I mean, that goes a long ways because um, you can get some loyal partners, um, you know, employees when you treat them well, you take care of them well, and um, happy employees do great work too. 
No, that's a great point. And that's something that I think is important for all uh, consumers and customers is uh, you can tell when you have a, you can even, you know, tell when the, you have a great work, you know, people working with you or, you know, taking care of the services that you've asked them to, um, you know, feel good about what they're doing and, and, and where they're working. Absolutely. We're speaking with Sean Flanagan. He's the owner of Seabreeze Pools, brand new sponsor on our stations. Of course, they're sponsoring a popular Blue Garter football. Um, and Sean, can you talk about, you know, back, as you mentioned, you've got several different areas of service. Uh, you, you just do the standard, you know, routine maintenance, uh, you know, consistent pool service for, for people, homeowners, residents, and also remodels, rebuilds. Can you just talk about the various uh, you know, aspects of, of the services you provide? Sure. You know, one thing that comes to mind as you're asking me that, Roger, is we help people solve their pool problems, really what we do. Um, some people are, have been dissatisfied because they haven't had a consistent service or they got some challenges with the equipment or, you know, um, inexperienced uh, professionals out there. And, you know, whether it's regular service, we help them solve those problems to some of the repairs. Maybe there's been something that's been breaking down more frequently than it should or to remodels. I mean, we've seen I've seen examples of great work and I've seen examples of work that didn't last as long as it should. And along those same lines, and I'd like to have you you elaborate a little bit more just about the found your foundational principles, because as you as you were speaking, now, you know, of course, we want to. You make the distinction. You you're not a pool builder. You know, Seabreeze Pools is, is a pool service company. Yes. But but from what I understand and stuff I you know hear anecdotally, uh, horror stories from friends, what you even see on social media, Facebook, uh, it's it, it seems like the pool building industry, um, you know, has runs a gamut of you know some very ha- highly ethical and you know efficient uh, companies, but. It seems to be a business that also attracts probably more than its share. I'm talking about the pool building industry uh, of of you know of people that don't have a lot of integrity or or you know people that have a lot of you know problems with their pool building service. Can, can you talk about how that relates to you and and what you know and and what you the kind of service you want to deliver for your customers? You know, Roger, as you say that, you know, some people they're chasing after the dollar, and some people are doing stuff because they really and truly love what they do. And I truly love and enjoy what I do. I enjoy the outdoors. I enjoy water. And my wife will tell everybody, (laughs) if you ever find me, usually it's near a lake, near a pool, or near the ocean. So, um, And I like helping people make some of those enjoyable memories, you know, in their backyard come true. You know, it could be a birthday party or something out by the grill or those types of things. So a pool is a great place to help uh, create some of those memories, too. It's not just... uh, a piece of equipment, but it's it's helping people create some of those memories too. No, that's a great point. That's uh, lo- love what you do. That's always that's something that um, you know is a great advice for anybody, in, regardless of, of what endeavor they're they're in. Yes, and that's a great point too. Uh, your pools are a place for fun. You know, it's not like you're a, you're pounding sand all day or you're fixing widgets or whatever. I mean, you're you're helping somebody uh, enhance uh, one of the, the their 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 favorite parts of of, of their home and their yes. property. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, we, you've spoken with us before. One thing I want to point out, too, is that Sean is a United States military veteran. He's a veteran of the United States Navy. And can you, as you shared with us before, but can you just talk a little bit, if, if, you've, if you'd like to, about um, you know, what led you to, to you know, want to serve in, in, in the United States Navy? Sure. Actually, both of my grandfathers were uh, World War II veterans. Um, one was a Navy veteran, and the other one was the Army 
Um, both of them served in the uh, World War II, and I've got other family members that served in the military as well. Um, my uncle served in the Air Force. Um, so I've always had a, a great love for country. I've always seen the, you know, they were proud to fly the American flag and celebrate uh, things that make this America, America great. So I, I kind of look forward to the opportunity when I was looking for a change of pace and to travel and you know, get away and to be able to serve serve the country for a period of time. Well, thank you for your service and your sacrifice to protect my freedom. We're speaking with Sean Flanagan. And, Sean, it's been great to speak with you once again, catch up a little bit, learn a little bit more about Seabreeze Pools. Uh, before we wrap up this segment, can you share a, a little bit about how you can be reached, uh, about your website and how our, how our friends might be able to reach you if, if you know, they, they have the need for, um, if they have pool problems or need for pool services? Absolutely, Roger. We uh, can be reached at uh, com, and uh, or our phone number is 407-385-2847. Friends, that's Seabreeze Pools. We're speaking with the owner right here, Sean Flanagan. He's a supporter of our stations, and they're a pool service company built on the principles of honesty, integrity, and top quality, and, is, and also he's a United States military veteran who supports our United States military soldiers and veterans. Well, friends, we're going to go to break in just a moment. Before we do, I want to, of course, remind you about the guys up at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. And uh, as we still remain solidly in hurricane season, especially they, the guys want me to especially let you know that they've got everything you'll need to be prepared for hurricane preparation during hurricane season and everything you'll need for after storm cleanup. And when we talk about preparation, that includes a, lo- a nice selection of generators as well. And they'll even help you get them, get them all gassed up and set up as well. It's a Popka mower and equipment repair. And, of course, as you've co- already come to know, they're your one-stop headquarters for all your lawn and garden needs. And they sell only the best power equipment products and lawnmowers in the business. You can find out more at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. Popka mower and equipment repair. Where they sell the best and they fix the rest. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Just a moment. We're pleased to be joined once again by a guest that just joined us uh, recently, and he has a very uh, interesting new book out. He's the author of a very interesting new book, and he's also the founder of the Life Wealth Group, and the book is Plan to Succeed with Your Life Wealth. Of course, we're speaking about Hilgart Lambrecht, who joined us recently on the show, and uh, we found out uh, we had so much interesting, he had so much interesting um, information. We wanted to bring him back again and share with you. And uh, Hilgart, thank you for joining us. And uh, it was great to speak with you recently. And I'm glad you can join us again. Thank you, Roger, for the invitation. I'm glad to be joining you again for your program. Yeah, I found a lot of different uh, interesting um, topics and angles when you discuss your book, uh, Plan to Succeed with Your Life Wealth, and talking just about the mission and the founding of the Life Wealth Group, and I'd like to pick up there actually. And you know, in the book, and 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 in your your, your talks with your clients and and, and others, you emphasize um, the importance of family values and family relationships 
uh, when developing an overall financial game plan. And you know, that's uh, an area that isn't talked a whole lot about uh, with a lot of financial planners and a lot of financial service companies. Can you talk about you know, why you emphasize the family uh, relationships and values to, to the extent that you do? And, and, and how does that fit into overall financial planning? Yes, Roger. That's a great question. Thank you for asking that one. Um, I have seen with a lot of our older clients, um, and especially faith-based families um, that have some wealth, that one of the biggest concerns they have is how to leave their wealth in such a way that it's a blessing to their children and not a curse. And in the estate planning process, big, big question for first-generation wealth you know, folks who basically started from scratch and built a company and created a good income, good net worth. Um, the kids didn't grow up the way they did, that they grew up, and so they're wondering, how do I leave the company or how do I leave my wealth in a way that I'm not enabling my kids or even rottening my children? And so the answer to that question uh, is really the articulation of the first kind of discovery of what the family values are for this unique family. And then the ability to be able to articulate those family values. When people leave their wealth in alignment with values, good values for life, values that are biblical values, biblically infused values, then the wealth can be left with more safety, I would say, and more assurance to the patriarch and matriarch of the family because they know their kids are going to be great stewards. Um, Here's the the sad reality, though, is that very few uh, fathers and mothers really teach their kids about money or even talk about money. And so one of the ways to open up that discussion is really to articulate the family values and get the family to rally around these values to be able to say, this is what our family stands for, and that's the beginning of the bridge of talking about finances and wealth transfers in a way that is going to be helpful and conducive for the children and grandchildren. No, very interesting, and uh, I think very very wise, certainly, in um, what one one more aspect of the uh, kind of unique approach that you have and, and the way that it can benefit uh, people in a variety of different ways when they're discussing their finances and, and making their long-time financial plans and goals. Now, a- as you, uh, you know, address this topic about how family relationships and family values relate to financial planning, um, can you, have you applied some of these principles in your own life and with your own family? You know, I did. I'll give you two examples. One is kind of the way it played out for me as a kid. Uh, My grandmother passed, and she made my father, who has got one brother, the executor of her uh, estate. My father never knew how to be an executor, although he was in the financial services industry. But that estate, and the way that my father and his brother, and more so my mother and also my aunt, handled that situation created such a riff in our family that we didn't see each other for four years. And we basically lived five minutes away from each other. It was really impactful to me because my favorite person in life was my my older cousin, my cousin Heinrich, and he was my hero. I couldn't see him for four years because mom and dad was fighting with uncle and aunt about an estate. So when I bring up that story, I'll tell you that 80% of people listening to me right now has experienced that in their families. So that was the impetus of saying, how do we go do this better in such a way that our dirty paper, you know, our money, really our dirty, smelly paper, doesn't destroy the relationships that we care the most about? The second answer to that is I have been exposed through a friend of mine. Um, my wife, Denise, and I were invited to a 
Family Value Workshop, and it was profound for us. I knew intuitively that it's important for me to set up my own values, personal values. You know, we learn how to set up a vision and mission and values for our companies, and we certainly have done that. But I never really got down to creating the values for my family. Now, I have three boys, and I am first-generation South African in America. And so um, I do see the patriarch in me, in that, and I know that when we went through this workshop, it was super helpful for us. Uh, we brought our kids into it, and it made a huge impact. Today, we, all the boys, we wear a bracelet with uh, the seven values on our arm as reminding us this is what we're standing for, and this is what we believe in. So it's been very, very uh, impactful and instrumental in my life. Thank you for sharing those insights. And as you were speaking, I just literally, um, numerous uh, examples popped into my mind of just people that I know in my personal life um, who who have had situations like you explained with the with your father being the you know get, being the executor where uh, where um, you know inheritances have literally torn torn families apart and um, that's yeah, a real practical real world thing that happens every day in people's lives and you know it, it's great um, you know that you you know have a plan to address that or have wisdom to share with people about that situation both. Um, you know, with the work that you do at Life Wealth Group and also with the book Plan to Succeed with Your Life Well. Now, I'd like to um, just, if you don't mind, I'd like to just take a step back because I know that last time you joined us, you did talk about you uh, the fact that you were born and grew up in South Africa and how that specifically related to your future career in, in financial services um, and the advice that you're able to give. And could you just briefly, uh, you know, uh, refresh us once again on that before we go into the next question. Yeah, Roger, thank you. Thank you for remembering. Uh, <clears throat> you know, growing up in South Africa gave me a few very unique uh, concepts. One is you grow up with the, the need. Uh, in South Africa, we have first, second, and third world so close to each other. And so you grow up with need, and you understand that people around you, and the unemployment rate in South Africa is between 14 and 50%. It's really shocking. And so I continue to ask myself the question, why am I so fortunate to have a father and a mother that have jobs and we have a home and clothes and food and I'm not knocking on people's doors like what, what mostly happens in South Africa is people would need us knocking on your door every day. And um, so it's a sense of responsibility or a sense of stewardship. You know, i got to get over myself. There's a there's a gift that God has given me and that's the ability to, be, uh, to make an income and build wealth and then help folks with that who also have those gifts. Uh, but, hey, it, it translates into giving to a, a, a meeting in a hurting world around us and to be very aware of God's heart for people and to be part of that journey in our giving processes to make a difference. Um, <clears throat> also, the value of um, resources is much more tougher in South Africa than it is in America. So the, the value of taking care of what you have, being being uh, thankful for what you have, and, and just growing, you know, keep on growing as an individual and, and learn and become better at what you do on an ongoing basis uh, because God wants to use us in a, in a mighty way or we get the privilege of being used by God in mighty ways and then we experience the joy uh, of making a difference. Those were really key, key things that, key characteristics that was kind of, uh, we grew up with and uh, it's been a tremendous blessing for me growing up in South Africa. Well, thank you for sharing. Once again, I found that to be very interesting uh, in our conversation last time about your background and growing up and how that directly related 
to the advice that you can share um, in your work at the Life Wealth Group um, and in the financial service industry and advising uh, clients and businesses and their financial health. Um, friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're glad you're joining us today. Right now, we're speaking with Hilgard Lamprecht. He's the founder of the Life Wealth Group and also the author of the new book, Plan to Succeed with Your Life Wealth. And now I'd like to kind of go back and to the flow we were, you know, we, we were, um, you know, we were discussing. And can you just talk about obviously generational wealth um, and advice that you share about generation wealth? Um, is a major topic with you uh, in the work that you do at the Life Wealth Group and also in, in the book, Plan to Succeed with Your Life Wealth. Can you talk about why you're so passionate about the topic of generation wealth and what does your firm do to assist uh, families in this area? <clears throat> yeah, Roger, there's two things that comes to mind as to why I'm passionate about it. Number one, um, I've been fortunate to work with two very, very, very well-known uh, families um, that if I say those names, you would know them. Uh, some of the richest families in America. Um, and I was involved in the fourth generation, fifth generation of these two families. Um, and what I saw their estate planning documents create was family devastation. Uh, basic traditional uh, estate planning created a uh, dependency. They created what we call trust babies, where the, the, the family members did not have the need to, go to work and add value to other people's lives, and that spun those family members into a selfish lives, self-entitled, entitled, and selfish lives, unproductive, and broken relationships. So, again, as an outsider guy, just a kid out of South Africa, I hear I'm, I'm talking to family members of uh, major, very, very well-known American wealth, wealthy families of, you know, 150, 200-year uh, wealth, and I see this firsthand. And so uh, what clicks in my brain is, like, it really matters how you think about your estate plan. The influence, I'm seeing the influence of 150 years later after the patriarch died, and I see, the, unfortunately, the negative influence piece. And then I will say to you, too, is that there's an old saying that says, that goes like this, from shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations. And what that means is that, First generation starts in, you know, out of poverty, out of nothing, and builds a very successful business. Uh, traditional planning makes them uh, creates the effect that the second generation is so scared about losing it that they simply just keep it. They don't build upon it. And the third generation is so far removed from the first generation that they don't they don't have that relationship. Those family values hasn't carried through the second generation to the third generation. So they basically have all this money in the void and they blow it. A great example, unfortunately, is if you ever have seen the Biltmore Estate. If you go to the Biltmore Estate next time in Asheville, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful estate, but go read, that's the third generation that just were heck-bound about spending it and blowing the money. And so what happens is that the fourth generation starts with shirt sleeves again, which is basically they start out of poverty again. And that's a very, very... Uh, real cycle in family wealth or generational wealth transfers. And uh, I would tell you that 90% of families worldwide go through that if you don't do something different. Now, pair that with the fact that I'm first generation. So when Yanis and I got here, we literally got here with two suitcases. That was it. That was about 27 years ago with a huge promise in our heart 
and the exposure to the American dream, which was basically the dream to be able to succeed and the opportunity to succeed. And by the grace of God, uh, by his choosing, we have succeeded. But I know what it means to build first-generational wealth. It is hard as nails. And so the one thing I was thinking for myself, too, is to say, like, look, my sons are in my business. My oldest son is with me in, my, in the practice. And so it's really up to me. It's about the patriarch to put a stake in the ground to say that I'm not going to do what most families are doing. No planning. Avoid not having the discussion. Not creating family values. Instead, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to do what it takes to build the first-generation wealth to be built upon and grown in the second generation and passed on to the third generation with great stewardship and responsibility and pride. And that pride and identity lies again in the family values. That's why we're so passionate about it. We want to, just for my family, I, I want to go do the opposite. I want to see my, my, my sons take the wealth we've created and build upon it and inspire their kids to go do the same thing. You know, take the baton and run the race, right? Absolutely. Powerful wisdom. And I know, once again, as you were just speaking, I literally could think of numerous examples, uh, both I know personally and that, that we all, I guess, see on the on the landscape, national landscape, if you will, of, 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 of exa- examples of exactly what, what you're talking about and um, powerful wisdom that you're sharing. Friends, we're speaking with Mr. Hiltgart Lamprecht. He's the founder of the Life Wealth Group. He's also the author of the book, Plan to Succeed with Your Life Wealth. And Hilgard, it's been great to have you back again to join us. Uh, before you go, uh, I know that you have a Family Values Workshop coming up that you'll be hosting in November, on Tuesday, November 14th, and that's a 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. event. Can you share a little bit about that with us, please, and how yeah, our listeners Roger, can register? Absolutely, Roger. For your listeners, who, if this resonates, if, if they are interested and excited to say, well, hey, I, I, I want to figure out what my family values are, um, We've set up a workshop here at our office. We have a great meeting room. We are downtown Wooden Garden. Um, uh, just a beautiful, beautiful spot here where I'm fortunate to have my office. Uh, but we have this on Tuesday, November 14th, from 9 o'clock in the morning till 5 p.m. Um, to register for this workshop, it is, uh, there's a workbook that uh, will be accompanying the, the workshop. And uh, you would walk away with a strong, strong beginning, husband and wife, We'll walk away with a very strong beginning of what those family values are. We create plenty of opportunity to be able to create that, that you then can take back with your family and uh, solidify that. And if you're interested in that, please go to our website. It is at www.lifewealthgroup.com. When you arrive at that website, please click on Events, the Events tab, and then register for this. Um, If you uh, do that, then uh, my team will reach out and we'll confirm, and uh, we'll reserve a spot for you here at our workshop. Well, thank you very much. It sounds like a very interesting event, and encourage our listeners to, if you're inclined to to, to register and, and, and join you there. Well, Hilkart, it was great to catch up with you again, and once again, thank you for sharing great information and great wisdom with our listeners about their personal finances and financial goals. Thank you so much, Roger, for having me back at your program. Thank you for doing this program, and uh, long opportunity for me to share and uh, appreciate that and thank you for your faithfulness in uh, in WTLN. It's great speaking with you. Have, have a great day. Thank you. Friends, okay. Mr. Hilkart Lamprecht, founder of the Life Wealth Group. 
author of the book, Plan to Succeed with Your Life Wealth. And you can find out more about them and about him at lifewealthgroup.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.